Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say right back at him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Quinny boy. <laughs> I thought the oh, week off would change you. <laughs> it just felt that. Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited from it. It just felt so good to do it again wow. in person. Yeah, you, you, well. had, you had a week off. I'll, I'll let you have that one. We've had a couple of weeks off, like from per, in, in person. In person, it's been a little while. Yeah, yeah we've had a few uh, altercations and things get in the way, but we're back now. Well, COVID, fighting. but yeah, COVID. We're, we're definitely fighting. Fighting yeah. um, mostly, but yeah, no, we're back now. We're back in studio, so it's yeah. good. Good to be here. It is. It is great to be here after a, another great weekend of footy for, for some. <laughs> for some. For some. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're wearing a proud to be a, a Richmond. T-shirt at the moment, Absolutely, which, I'm, which I'm sure you still are. But Absolutely, geez, always. That, that was that was a very funny for non-Richmond. Well, I mean, pretty much for every other supporter in the in the competition. They know how to test me. I'll stop, <laughs> I'll leave it at that for now, and we'll talk about the game yeah, later. We'll but. touch on it a bit later, but yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of the big highlights from the weekend, as we can see on our on our screen there. <sighs> no, but, Anderson. Anyway, yeah, but uh, let's start. Let's start from the um, from the Thursday night game. It was. Dubbed pretty much the grand final preview match of the season, um, leading up to it, and um, Geelong made a statement, didn't they? Well, absolutely. They've, they've, they've been playing in that kind of form though the last few weeks. I mean, it's no surprise that they did what they did. To be honest, especially down in Geelong, you kind of expect them to do that. But I even reckon you put that game at the G, and Geelong would get that done as well. So they're in flying form at the moment. It's just sort of it makes everybody realise that Melbourne can be beaten. Obviously, they had a few losses, you know, a few weeks ago, but kind of put those down and maybe just off games, flukes, whatever you want to call it. But I think at this stage now, Geelong are almost a new top dog that we've got to worry about. Top dog. Well, top, top cat. Top cat, yeah. yeah. Um, are the critics for Melbourne coming again after one loss? Oh No, I wouldn't say the critics are back, but I just don't think they're that scary side that, you know, unbeatable. Oh, they're definitely beatable. Yeah, I think, I think if you go back to, you know, obviously round six, seven, eight, they're that side that you sort of you're worried to face. I think now it's kind of like good test, but beatable. Like you're not, you know what I mean. You're not mm. going in fearing, you know, fearing for themselves. So yeah, nah, yeah, exactly right. I think, yeah, I, I still think at a big final at the MCG, I think Melbourne still have them covered. But big final is different story. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. I, yeah, mean, I think yeah, every yeah. team's got Geelong covered in a big final though over the last <laughs> few years. Like that, that yeah. seriously, they do this every year, Geelong, where they win. Yeah, it's it's all good and well winning these. Home and away games against the big teams, but when it comes to the finals, they don't do it. No, don't well, they? well, they get there. Like they always make. They prelims. always get there. Yeah, yeah, and they just—I don't know what it is. They, they just, always choke in the finals, which is why a lot of people were, you know, have questioned Chris Scott over the years and said, "Is—is is he just, you know, is he coached with good players, but he can't get them over the line in those big games because yeah. they haven't won a flag since his well, they, his first year. Yeah, but you know, he walked into a brilliant champion side. Mm. So you know, is that his coaching or just you know, right time, right place? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I haven't really won anything since. I mean, obviously being a champion team, they're up there every year competing. Yeah. But you no want dis- to see them win at all. It's no disputing how good they are. Like they're a great team, but in terms of putting them as premiership favourites or, you know, the the front runner to win the flag at the moment, I just don't I just don't see how that's a, a thing considering their recent history in, in finals and the same trend and pattern that they, they have every Home and away season. Well, they've almost done it to themselves, haven't they? Yeah. In terms of, you know, that reputation that they've got. You can't got. trust them come finals time, well, I don't think. Well, I wonder how you'd feel as a Geelong fan. I'd actually like to speak yeah. to someone and say, you know, are you confident knowing what you guys have done in the past come finals? So, mm. interesting. But, you know, they're sitting up top, um, high percentage, top of the ladder sitting pretty, and they've got a, you know, not a 
cruisy, cruisy run home, but I think they'll win a few more games, obviously, going towards the back end of the year, and I'll probably finish on top at this point. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think I think they're probably set to finish on top, barring any drastic losses. But um, they've got a big game this weekend, which we'll, we'll touch on later. Um, I think if they can get through that, and I think they'll be yeah, absolutely favourites to finish on top. But, yeah, as I said, I want to see it in the finals. Because, you know, last year they, I think, Port smashed them in the qualifying final. Then, obviously, Melbourne beat them by 83 points in the prelim. Like, And then the year before that, they played in the granny, didn't they? Against yeah, against you guys. And yeah, we beat them relatively convincingly. Yeah, and then the year before that, we beat them in the prelim. It's the same story. Yeah. yeah, so they can't. They just can't seem to take it all, can they? No. So it would be interesting to see what happens come finals time. Speaking of a team that made the grand final last year, the doggies. Jeez, oh they had a, a rough. They're having a rough season. Yeah, it's R double R U double F. It really makes you question. Um, whether or not there are a chance to play finals now. I mean, obviously, there's a few teams around that back end of the eight, um, top end of the bottom eight, but do you think they'll play? Like, I mean, the Saints, Dogs, Gold Coast, Port, Richmond, all these teams pushing. Are the Dogs going to be the team that slots in at the very back end of the top eight? I don't think they are. And they lost by 53 points to Sydney. And then the week before, they lost a similar margin to Brisbane. So it's not like they're, they're just losing and they're extremely competitive, which they're not being. And it's very unlike the Bulldogs that we... That we know, so I think I think this season is just a just get the job done, just finish the season off and reset for next year. Because even if they do sneak into the finals somehow, I don't, I can't see them making any sort of challenge. No, not with the performances we've been seeing. Do you reckon it's something to do with grand finals and the Bulldogs? Yeah. Even after twenty sixteen, they didn't make finals the next year, well, and they played in the grand final last year, and it doesn't look like they're going to well, play finals. But it's even just like smashing losses in the grand final, like those those big defeats, like you saw what with GWS. Against you guys, and they never really recovered. Adelaide never really recovered, no. um, and we're seeing that with the Bulldogs now. Yeah, so, so it's it's interesting if that has a toll on them or if it's just coincidence. It's scarring, who knows? Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting, but yeah, they've been, you know, they they've, they've threatened at times this year to be like, okay, they're back, but not seeing it this year. We'll have to, yeah. I still look. I still think they're a chance to play finals. They can get a few wins on the board and play good footy. Their best footy is very good. Mm. We're just not seeing it yet, no. and I think they're going to find a way to get back into form. And who knows where the end of the year will take them? But yeah, it's going to be an interesting ride. Yeah, exactly. I think they, yeah, their their midfield needs to get more on top, which is their asset, and they're just not performing to the level. They, I think they get Bailey Smith back this week or next week. Has it been which, his four weeks? Which yeah, they need him close to. They yeah. need him back badly. So. Yeah, interesting for the doggies, but I mean, yeah, you can't rule them out. They're still in the hunt for the eight, but I'll be surprised if they do make it. Oh, absolutely. Given the form of the other teams around them, so well, they're paying eighty-one dollars for the premiership at the moment, which is you know, considering they played in the grand final last year, yeah, that's like a it's a big difference. <laughs> it is. Well, you, you well, I'm you're saying com- a, a cheeky tenor. Right? No, I'm just having a look at the at the ladder and it's got the score. Well, I'm saying compared to someone like a. You know, a, a Richmond or Sydney who are sort of that seven and eight spot mm. at the moment, both thirteen dollars and fifteen dollars respectively. So they're a long way off in terms of yeah. the, the punter's eyes. Well, give it, what? Why don't you give us the Premiership odds? Why, why you've got them up? Uh, well, Geelong are at four dollars. Yeah, Melbourne are at three twenty-five. Let's do the top eight. So D's are still still favourites. D's are still favourites. Yeah, yep. uh, Melbourne's three twenty-five. Frio is seven fifty. Uh, Brisbane's ten dollars. Carlton is twelve dollars. Collingwood's eighteen dollars. Uh, Frio is fifteen dollars. No, sorry, no, I'm reading the wrong team. Sorry. Please said Frio already. Carlton, no, sorry. Sydney. Carlton is uh, twelve. Collingwood's eighteen. Sydney is fifteen, and Richmond's thirteen. Yep. 
Okay. So Tigers yeah. still 13. And then goes Saints who were ninth at $41 and Bulldogs 10th who were 81. Yeah. So like it's a big gap. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't take the punters' margins as gospel, mm. but yeah. it obviously says something on people's faith in them. Definitely. Definitely. Especially seeing Richmond at $13 as well. They're pretty short. <laughs> Did so. they watch the game on the weekend? Yeah. Or any of our other games this year? Mm. I thought, yeah, it'd be a bit higher than that. But anyway, we'll yeah. take it. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to a team that, I'd love to see what they're paying for the premiership if they even have a market still on them. North <laughs> Melbourne. Do they? Uh, they? Maybe after the weekend they might. They played some good footy. <laughs> Please. But they they almost got the job done and, geez, I think every supporter in the country apart from Collingwood ones were, were really cheering them on, oh, on Saturday I, I think almost everybody other than Collingwood, yeah. yeah. Especially if you're a top eight side like, you know, Richmond and Carlton, for example, helps us massively if they had a loss on the weekend. Just an unexpected loss. You didn't, you know, Collingwood would have thought that an easy win. But I think that just kind of... Last quarter came around, I just thought, we're not losing this. And they just sort of put their foot down and showed what good, what a good side they actually are. But yeah. North Melbourne put on an unbelievable performance. They were really good. Like, they actually they played were, quite well. And it was competitive. It didn't look mm. awful like we're used to. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you put, speak about competitive, well. there's a bit of talk about Jaden Stevenson being yeah. the exact opposite of that. What were your thoughts on Jaden's performance? Yeah, or just as a recent, not yeah, just this game? he's really... he's. Dropped off massively as a footballer, doesn't like, he? He started at North on fire and everyone yeah. thought, he, oh, Collingwood's going to regret getting rid of him. And yeah. then he just sort of dipped after the first half of last year and we haven't really seen him recover yet. I wonder if it's a confidence issue because he's talented. Yeah. He's got the ability. It's just not stringing it together at the moment. Not sure what's going on with him because um, he was he was an absolute star at Collingwood you know, the first couple of years oh, absolutely. of his career. So I don't know. I think there's some serious issues going on with him maybe personally. Who knows? Because he just doesn't look... Yeah, he just doesn't look interested at times. No, it looks just a bit off. It, mm. Yeah, so it's interesting to see. Hopefully, he can turn his uh, career around because he's a good player. Yeah, uh, it'd be a shame to see him waste it. Yeah. Um, but by the way, just on a different topic, I did find the odds for North Melbourne to win the flag this year, uh, fifteen hundred and one. <laughs> it's crazy how there's still a market for it. Well, you wouldn't have thought so, because would you? Mathematically, they no, 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 they can't make it. They could win every game from here, and they can't so make it. So how is there still a market for it? Well, I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Who knows the reasons behind it? But yeah, but, they um, did look good. They did look good on the weekend. They do look very good. They needed that. Speaking of someone that's been looking pretty good this year, Nick Dacos is having an unbelievable first season. Is he all Australian? Oh, he's up there. He has to be yeah. in content. I, he, I think he has to make the squad. Mm. Is, he, he the, is he the best first year player to ever play the game? He'd be up there. Mm. He'd be up there. I, I mean, obviously he gets a lot of disposals and stuff like that. I don't look too into his game. I would love to see, you know, like clearances, meters gained, all that mm. sort of stuff to sort of compare. Um, but purely on performances and impact, even the goal he kicked on the weekend was unbelievable. Yeah. I know Collingwood fans have got that on replay at the moment. It's, yeah, it was a good goal. That was unreal. That was an unreal goal. And clutch as well. Like the yeah. time of the game that he kicked it, it wasn't, you know, Collingwood weren't, um, you know, killing him at that point. It was a whitewash. So it was good timing for that goal. And yeah, he's unbelievable. So it would be interesting to see where he stacks compared to the other, you know, first year players who've had very great seasons. Yeah. I mean, Sam Walsh was incredible in his first season. <laughs> the way I said really great seasons, I don't know how that came out. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I, I butchered that. I'm not I don't sure know. what what you were saying. I was there. getting emotional. Um, yeah. Nick Dacos does it to me. Yeah. Does things to me. Um, but yeah, Sam Walsh obviously had a really good first season. Yeah, I think very similar in terms of like disposals and, and things like that. Um, Sam Walsh played in a you know, bottom of the table team though. Bit different. Wasn't competing with anybody. Nick Dacos is in a much better team, better players around him. So uh, Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying he's, he had the. He's better, but yeah, I'm just. It's just an for argument's sake. Man, you yeah. just want to. You just want to <laughs> say we get it. We know Sam Walsh is a good player, mate. Yeah, okay, we get it. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't need to convince anyone, do I? No, no. but on Collingwood, just quickly before we finish off, any concerns there? That there was a seven point margin against a side like North, bottom of the ladder, and Collingwood um, are you know pushing for top four. Is there any concerns, or is that just a 
you know. Everyone has an off game. To be honest, I think I think a little bit because Collingwood, you know, they've had so many close games this year where they've won all their games by a very small margin. And then they come up against a North team who have lost by more than 47 points for 11 weeks in a row and they still can only beat them by seven points. Yeah. So, like, is that – I feel like that could be a bit of a worry, like, come finals time when they come up against, you know, the big teams and, you know, they're only just scraping over the line. Like, a lot of those games could be flipped and they're definitely not in the position that they're in at the moment. So. No, that's true. But then you could look at it and they know how to win the close ones. Yeah. So, but then you the, can look at it either way, but, yeah, if, but if you, they're – You'd think against North they could – especially a team that was breaking records for how much they were losing by week in, week out. You'd think they'd be able to put them away if they're a, you know, a, a top team, but they yeah. still couldn't do it against them. I guess against a Geelong, if it's a close game, you'd, you'd have Geelong winning that one, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. But then in saying that, Colin would have beaten Melbourne, Frio, Brisbane. Yeah, so I, it's, I it's tough. Brisbane, yeah, but they, beaten all, they beat Carlton by four points. Yeah, so... You know, who knows? Tom will tell with Collingwood. I'm not completely sold on them. They're obviously they're playing unbelievable. Like they've won seven in a row. It's so. going to be exciting to see what they do come finals time. Because yeah. I'm I'm locking them in for finals. Yeah, they're making it. So um, it'll be exciting just to see you know how they go. Do they, do they make top four? Do they get the second chance? Yeah. They're not. It'll be yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, that would be very good to see. Especially um, yeah, Carlton Collingwood Richmond all in the finals. That'd be good for the AFL. Will be loving that. <sighs> One step at a time, mate. <laughs> Yeah. Who would have thought it? Richmond are the team that probably most likely out of those three not to make it? Yeah, well, last year I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, laugh. We wouldn't have thought that last no, year. No, but see, if you had to pick one, guarantee, at the beginning of the season, guarantee out of those three, you'd probably say Richmond. Yeah, to not make finals. No, to make it. Oh, out to of make those, finals out of those three. Oh, at the beginning of the season, yeah, I would have said like Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, Collingwood, Carlton. You can only one of them can make finals. You'd, you'd say Richmond. Beginning of the season, I would have said Richmond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not right now. No, that's, that's <laughs> the point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. While we're on Richmond, let's talk about them. (laughs) Jeez, breaking my heart, that team. (laughs) The soundboard is not for you. You don't touch. You don't touch the soundboard, focus. That was too good to pass up on that one. You son of a bitch. I got to get rid of the labels (laughs) so you don't know what button's what. You bastard. But yes, it was a bit of a laughing stock on the weekend. Don't press another one. Piss off. It was a, (laughs) we blew a 40 point margin. You mean, you can say what you want. Um, you know, few, I mean, not a lot of Richmond supporters going, oh, we had a lot of injuries, this and that, but you're 40 points up. You, you shouldn't be blowing that. And it was in the third quarter. Early in the third, we were 40 points up. Lost by another goal after the siren against the Suns for not the first time. Carmichael um, Hunt 2.0. Uh, it was honestly worse than the Carmichael Hunt one because <laughs> at least we were shit back then. But yeah. Yeah, so were they, but we were shit back then. Like We're yeah. supposed to be a decent side. And if we want to contend for, and make finals, if you got a 40-point lead on someone, you can't yeah. be blowing that. And we've done that all year. We've blown leads. Even when we've just held on to games, we've had big margins. Happened against Carlton, St Kilda, Sydney. Like too yeah. many teams now. So it's becoming a real issue. And um, yeah, I don't know. But in saying that now, Gold Coast is still in the hunt for finals. We could have really buried their season with this this game. And, you know, they held on and stuck fat. And Stewie Jew is, we'd be loving life at the moment, wouldn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for Gold Coast. You know, you know I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to see them do well. And I feel like they're finally turning the corner. Yeah. It's safe to say that they are now, definitely. I think if there was any team I could take losing after the siren to it, yeah. it might be the Gold Coast, just because I'm the same as you. I've kind of wanted to see them have a bit of success because yeah. it's been a long time coming. It was a shame it happened to be against us, but mm. you know, if there's still a chance and good on them, I think they're playing some good footy. They've got some exciting players. Rankin didn't play on the weekend. We know he's an excitement machine. Um, 
They've got a, yeah, they've got a lot of upside to them, I think, the Suns. And, yeah. with you know, obviously you won't be here this year, but Ben King. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah they've got a lot of excitement. And some of the blokes have brought in, like Casbolt's playing good footy, Charles bringing playing mm. good footy. These second-tier players at other clubs have come in and made an impact. How did it feel seeing Charles? Do his, he actually played all right too. Yeah, no, he? no. He, another one, I've always said, if someone leaves your club for a better opportunity, I have no grudge against yeah. him. And obviously it sucks because we could have used a guy like Charles, especially with Lynch getting injured in the yeah. first two minutes. Um, but yeah, no, good on him. Like he's gone for a better opportunity. He's played every game this year and he's played really good footy. He's probably mm. their best forward at the moment. So yeah. good on him. Absolutely, and the Suns can still play finals as well. Well, that's the thing. Like I said, with this win, they're, they're, they're in the right hunt. In it, right in it. They're yeah. in the hunt now. And with teams like the Dogs and Saints not winning games mm. at the moment, um, they just can keep ticking away. The Suns they've got a good run home. Yep. So they're every chance. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it'd be great to see. I hope they do. I hope if yeah, if anyone sneaks in the eight, it's going to be the Gold Coast Suns because that'd be just huge for the AFL in general. I think so. They need it badly. Um, Fifey, midfield Fife. Is he back? Well. I tell you what, I liked what I saw John Longmire do there. He was um, John, Long- John Longmire, Justin, Justin Longmire, Justin Longmire, not John Longmire. Jeez, I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta stop doing a football podcast. <laughs> I don't know my staff. Justin Longmire, I love what he did there. He started off in the forward line now, five as we've expected him to do all year, and they were down on half time for and he just made that change, put him in the midfield, and he came out and had an absolute blinder of a game, helped turn the tide, and like he was scary. He had 10, uh, 10 score involvements, ten contested possessions. Um, three goals, like unbelievable. And I think we've just sort of remembered how good Fife is in the midfield. And he can honestly be a weapon if they start using him more through there, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, mate, he was he was so good. It's great to see because, yeah, was it he's been, that was his third game, third or fourth game back now where he was look, he looked pretty rusty first first couple of games back. And now he looks like he's, yeah, and at the perfect time for him as well, kind of leading into a final series where, or a tilt for the premiership. Great. Well, they've already got a good midfield as well. Yeah. So, mate, just being able to inject Nat Fife into there when you sort of need him, like they did on the weekend, a little bit down and out, put, you know, dual Brownlow medalist Nat yeah. Fife in there and he can just do his thing and it shows and it worked wonders. So, yeah, I'm, I love seeing Nat Fife. He's best. He's one of my favourite players in the game when he's up and about and he definitely was on the weekend. Yeah, yeah it's huge. Huge having him around and AFL's better players having Nat Fife um, up and running, especially in the finals. I think that's he's, he's built for that and we've seen – yeah, no, we have seen Fife play – just, like just not enough in the finals. Yeah, yeah not, like enough. not enough. Yeah. Not enough finals. Five. We need no, more of it. No. So yeah. hopefully we can like uh, peak, see a bit of it this year. Five. Yeah, keeps injury free and Freo keep going the way they are. They'll play obviously. So yeah. it'll be it'll be good to see. But team that might not play is Saints, and they obviously you know we talk about them every week. That is such a red hot start to the season, and they just seem to be dipping. And a forty one point loss again on the weekend. It's just you start to raise a few eyebrows, don't you? Did you see the umpire in that game? Oh, I did. It was oh, bad. Geez. There was that one passage yeah, of play with the holding bad. the ball one that got done. That was bad. That was terrible. But mm. I don't. I know I can complain about the umpires a lot, and this was shocking. But a forty-one point margin, no, you no, can't that, blame that's the not umpires. The yeah, no. yeah. It was it was shit. But yeah, you can't blame a forty-one point margin on the umps, unfortunately. And yeah. I don't know what it is that's saying because they've got the the players. Like I feel like they've got some of the talent. It's just it's just not clicking for them at the moment for whatever reason. Yeah. Or it clicked for him last week, which was bizarre. <laughs> Can't believe we lost that game. Still Seriously. disappointed by that. But oh. that's the thing, but Saints looked really good. They did, yeah. So if they played like that every week, then you'd be like, they're a final side. But yeah. they just don't do it every week. No. And that's that's the thing. They're inconsistent. And, you know, they still can play finals, obviously. They're only just outside the eight. But mm. they're going to, you know, start finding some better form. Yeah. And, and they got the doggies this week, which is a huge game for for the finals race. Those yeah. two are coming up against each other. So it's going to be... Um, I think the loser of that definitely doesn't make it. Makes it hard. Say. It really yeah. makes it hard, yeah. Yeah, so 
Now, same for a weird one. They started off so well and um, fallen away. I know their supporters are absolutely. They've done that a couple of years so in a row up. now, though, haven't yeah. they? Like twenty twenty was good. They made the finals. They you know they played in two finals and thought only up from here. And then mm. yeah, same thing last year. Started hot, dipped. Started hot this year, dipped. Yep. So they, look, they can still play finals and sort of rectify their season a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of hard work for sure. What about the Lions? COVID ravaged. They had half their team out against Essendon. I tell you what, I didn't get to see this game, and I remember checking the scores, thinking the Bombers are doing a number on. It. I mm. couldn't believe it, and then I. I did check the score, you know, the stat sheet and realise that Brisbane had half their side out yeah. with COVID. But that's not to take anything away from Essendon. They actually played some pretty good yeah. footy. It looked impressive, especially up there at the Gabba. Pretty intimidating place to, you know, to play footy at for an opposition side. And it didn't seem to affect them at all. They just played really well and, mm. you know, looked like a solid unit. Yeah, Essendon are doing doing great. It's back up. And then they're doing teams a lot of favours. Like, I love Essendon lately. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever said those words. Because <laughs> they're helping out a lot of teams above they're, them, They've they? helped out Carlton. Great over the last few Jeez, weeks. Essendon supporters would hate to hear that. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I, I really, no, they've actually been good. They've obviously knocked off Brisbane. They beat Sydney the other week. They beat the Saints the other week. All right, well done. They're playing good. That's, they are playing good footy, and it's almost a little too little, too late. Like it they've is. got to, you know, yeah. but they're young as well, so there's a bit mm. of potential for them to grow in the next couple of seasons. And you know, for an Essendon supporter, that's what you'd be hoping for that yep. there is that potential for growth, which is looking really good at the moment. But um, you like Massimo. I do. I do. It's hard not to, mate. He's yeah. from the motherland. Another <laughs> one. Another Italian boy in the AFL. You can't, yeah. can't knock that. But I do love Massimo. He's doing some good things. You know, yeah. Draper's exciting to yeah. watch. Like, such a big man. He moves around the ground really nicely. Yeah. And Yeah, they're an exciting team to watch, Essendon, when they are up and about, um, as much as it pains me to say that. Mm. But, yeah, look, good win for them. They're doing some good things. Um, like I said, knocking off top of the ladder sides with or without players, Brisbane. Like, you'd still expect yeah. them to knock off Essendon. And I really think Essendon will be one of those teams that ruins another club's final chances this year. Yeah. Like, for example, I know we have them at the, I think, maybe last game of the season, Richmond. I, re- I reckon they're a chance to beat us, and that could ruin our yeah. aspirations of top eight. You know what I mean? And they, they could do that to any side coming forward. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're one to watch out for, I think. They won't play finals, obviously, but they're going to be, um, yeah, going to cause some issues for yeah. teams that want to. Well, it probably um, secures Ben Rutten's job, I'd say, these last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think now to the end of the year will still be a test for them. Like, mm. if they just lose every game from here on out yeah. and look, uncompetitive again mm. he'll be questioned but if they can continue this form then absolutely it saves it because they've been playing yeah good footing it looks like they want to be there yeah exactly so no it's it, yeah good on them no they're doing they're doing well and yeah their supporters have had a, a bloody tough run at it so um hopefully the, the juggernaut can get up and running next next season and we can have the whole big four in the top eight how good would that be now that that's what would be good for yeah. footy the big four clubs all playing finals that's what um football needs but exactly i think we might be a little bit off that yeah well, never, I feel like we're I feel like we're dipping at the wrong time. Yeah, Essendon are on the up, so I think we've uh, yeah we may have peaked too early, yeah. but we'll take it. Well, speaking of one of the big four, the baggers, they um da, 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 da. they had to do they did what they had to do. Gave you a scare yes, though. So. Definitely gave us a scare. I was very scared those middle quarters. I was in a dark place. I'm not gonna <laughs> no, lie. I didn't hear from you much on the socials not during those lie, two quarters. Was, you went was, quiet. Yeah. So the first quarter, obviously, played brilliantly. Like we absolutely dominated them. Kept them scoreless. We probably should have kicked more goals. Second second quarter, West Coast somehow kicked seven goals three, um, and they're right back in the game. And um, and then yeah, like 
defended us quite well in the third, but we were still on top of them. And then, yeah, the fourth quarter, we just went nuts again. Absolutely, so, went banana. I'll tell you what, yeah. though, lucky West Coast, I feel like they dominated that third quarter, but couldn't get it on the scoreboard, mm. which I think saved Carlton in the end. Obviously, Carlton's last quarter was ridiculous, mm. um, but it would have you know made a lot of scoreboard pressure if West Coast actually converted yeah. in that third quarter. But probably a testament to Carlton's defense as well. Like, Yeah, they've been holding up well all year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, we I spoke about it before we recorded. Like, a lot of injuries, obviously, to Carlton's back line and keep grinding out these wins in the back line. Like you see, you haven't conceded over 100 points this year. Yeah. Like, yeah. very impressive for a team that's been very depleted in that area of the ground. So, another impressive win, but good big shout-out to Josh Kenny to kick his 700th goal. He did, yeah. On the weekend. No, I mean, on him. against his old club yeah. as well. Like, I mean, what a moment to kick it. Would have been nice if for him if they have obviously had to won the game. But mm. um, big for him. Like, I mean, he's he's been through a... Pretty long journey, Josh yeah. Kennedy, and to kick his 700th goal was a pretty special moment. First West Coast player to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, it's huge. Yeah, he's been an absolute superstar, and he'll always be, you know, rumored as part of the Judd trade back in the day. And it's it, crazy it, that he's still going. Yeah, it is. It is. We, I think we picked him up in the 2005 draft. So long time ago. Long time. A lot of those players have um, have retired from that draft. Well, like yeah, in perspective, like Brett Delidio was in. a... Yeah, he. I think he was 2004 draft yeah. debut in so 05. So this was uh, Mer- Mark Murphy went number one that year. Well, there you go. It was Dale Thomas, Pendlebury, that draft. So Pendlebury's still playing, obviously. And Kennedy can still go. Like, he's, yeah. not, he's not done, but it's up to him at this point, I feel. Mm. And, and injuries, obviously, if he keeps going or not. But he's still got the potential to. He's still playing great footy. And, you know, speak about Richmond losing after the siren. He did it to us last year. Yeah. So he's, a, he's an absolute star, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, no, he's, he's great to watch. Um, but speaking of stars, Charlie Curnow. He's, um, he's having a great season. He was freakish yesterday. He was very good. And it's not the first time he's done it this year. I mean, we've mm. seen him do it all season now, yep. haven't we? He just seems to kick bags and take massive marks. And I think that's a big aspect of his game is his marking ability. I mean, he puts himself in positions where a lot of the kicks he's kicking are like aren't in super hard spots, but it's because of where he gets himself and the marks that mm. he's taking. Um, and then the kicking is just sort of the, the icing on top almost, yeah. isn't it, with the goals he's getting. But yeah. you spoke about it before. You, you feel that he's a little, his story is a little bit underrated this year. Oh, just just from the amount of footy that he he's played over the last two or three years, he's barely played at all. He's had three knee surgeries, and there was a point there where it was it was almost not going to get back to. We we're never going to see the the best of Charlie Kerno ever again. And then from round two onwards this season, he's been absolutely on fire. And yeah, I mean, for someone that hasn't played the game for so long and has had setback after setback, to be leading the Coleman Medal with fifty goals to his name is is pretty incredible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been dominating yeah. and playing seriously good footy, Charlie Kerno. so yeah. good on him. No, it's going to be exciting. And to see him playing in, in the finals as well will be, will he, be great to he watch. He screams finals type player yeah. for me as well. Yeah. I don't know, something about him is that finals aspect. You spoke about Fife, he's another one yeah. for me. So be great to watch. Love, love watching him play when he's at his best. Yeah, and then, yeah, before we move on, Harry as well, kick five. Just yeah, just, be, just be, quietly. Yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty good forward line the Blues are ro- rolling with at the moment. So I'm surprised it works so well. I mean, a lot of, you know, they're both key position players. A lot of a lot of clubs, that doesn't work. Mm. Um, but they've found a way to, especially, you know, they haven't played much footy together, yeah. obviously, and they've made it work really well, and they gelled really quickly. Yeah. Some teams take a lot of time to, to, you know, have that connection and make it work, but they've done it really well, Carlton, yeah. and those two, testimony to the, testament to those two boys. Yeah, no, they're, 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 it's unbelievable. I mean, we were saying that before, like, Carlton have probably got the two best forwards in the game in the same team. Like it's, you know, you probably add Jeremy Cameron into that as like the best forward in the game. Key forwards, but yeah. Arguably, you could say that Carlton have the two best forwards in the game, which is crazy. It's yeah, crazy, hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was the last game of the round, and it was it was a good round of footy. I thought overall. 
They was. Maybe. It was an exciting round. You might round have of a different yeah, opinion, <laughs> but it was a pretty It was a heartbreaking game. round of footy for me, but mm. in terms of, yeah, a neutral standpoint, it was a very good game of uh, yep. a very good week of footy. Well, let's move on to round 18. As we said before, the Friday night game is the Bulldogs and the Saints. No Huge. more Thursday night footy this week. It's done. It's done. Yeah. So that's that's done for the season unless they... Oh, there's usually a Thursday night in the finals, isn't there? First uh, week. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll wait and see. But yeah, yeah. Friday night footy, Bulldogs, Saints, massive game, big implications like you spoke about mm. before. Marvel Stadium, both the home decks. So I know, mm. you know, no clear um, standout in terms of who's got the... Home uh, ground advantage. Home ground advantage and whatnot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today. It's been a... It's been a bad... I think COVID's messed with my head. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. struggling. You got mm. that COVID fatigue. I think so. I think so. I'm pushing through though. I'm mm. soldiering on. That's what it's all about. But yeah, no, big game. Big, big game. Who are you tipping? I think the dogs. I don't know. It's tough. Saints get up and about at Marvel. Mm. They seem scary and they're really fast paced, hard to stop. But I don't know. I think the dogs midfield, if they can just turn it on, they might just get it done. I don't know. You know what? No, I'm going Saints. It's I think Saints one. will get this one. And the Saints were got on Friday night a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. maybe they like the big stage. But I think, I think St. Kilda, actually, now I think about it. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I think Saints. One more time. Saints. Okay. Saints. All right, Saints. Uh, Saturday Arvo, we've got Adelaide and Collingwood. Adelaide Oval. Collingwood going for their eighth win in a row. Can Jeez. you believe it? I mean, you feel like they're almost due for a loss, aren't they? But oh, they're just yeah. playing good footy, so it's hard to tip against them. And I, I won't this week as well. I'll yeah. go for the pies. I reckon they'll get it done again. But Scott Pendlebury's 350th game as well. Jeez. Yeah. I, I, I reckon he'll play 400 if he wanted to. Yeah, definitely. He, he seems to be relatively injury-free. Mm. I feel like he'll, if he wants, he'll play 400 games, which would be huge. I love Scott Pendlebury. I think yeah. most people do, so... Good on him, and I reckon they'll get the job done for his um, 350th, for yep. sure. Yeah, I think they'll win as well. Definitely under 10 points. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, they, they don't like it any other no. way, do they? Uh, GWS in Brisbane at... Where, where is it, Quinn? Go on, let's pronounce it. <laughs> Manuka Oval. <laughs> or Manuka. Manuka. For those that are cultured. <laughs> um, we, didn't, we didn't speak about the Giants from... Uh, they'll pour. This works, but yeah, they're, they're poor, and I think they're three goals for the game. Yeah, I think they're going to continue to be poor, and I reckon Brisbane will have a pretty easy win here. They'll want to bounce back, Brisbane, especially if they get all their players back. Well, they'll have to because top four still isn't a lock for them, yeah. so they're going to want to bounce back and yeah, uh, cause some cause some damage here, and I reckon they will give them a uh, big Manuka headache. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, North Melbourne Richmond, Getting north at the wrong time. Tell you what, a sure. week, yeah, a week ago I would have said bank this win in, big percentage yeah. boost. But tell you what, not at the moment. They're not in Marvel Stadium as well. Yeah, yeah I hate going there. We we always lose at Marvel. I hate. Mm. Yeah, we we don't like Marvel Stadium, Richmond Sports. You going? I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. I go. Yeah. I don't like it, but I still go. I don't. I don't shy <laughs> yeah. away from it. I don't enjoy it, but I still go. Yeah. Um, I just think it's got no atmosphere. Ben, we won't get into that. <laughs> um, look, I think Richmond need to win this game. Um, I reckon it'll depend though if. Um, Toby Nankervis was said to have done a PCL, but now there's mm. rumours that he'll play this week. Nank plays, I think, were a chance because, Gold, you know, obviously Todd Goldstein's a great ruckman. If they go the duo again with Coleman Jones and Goldstein and we don't have Nank and Soldo playing, we might struggle. Mm. So I don't know who else. Um, we've got what, Marlon Pickett going up in the ruck yeah. against Goldie. I don't think that's going to work. So I think Richmond still should get the job done, but, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a lock, especially with some of the players we're missing in the form that we're in. Yeah. Coleman Jones against his old team as well. Yeah, I mean, he he, he looked bad last week. Like yeah. from what I was, watching. he did not look, great. He didn't look good. Um, look, whether he turns it on against his old club or not, who knows? He probably will. <laughs> they have a history to do that against us uh, ex Richmond players, so it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm tipping us. But yeah, I don't think it'll be as comprehensive as what I'd like it to be. Yeah, I mean, if North if North play like they did last week, they'll give you a, a fair fair shake. But 
you can't drop this game, no way. Well, you, don't, you, you can't, hope not. You can't. You know, what happens if you lose to North? Oh, then I'll kiss finals goodbye and I'll just start screaming, play yeah. the kids. <laughs> Memberships will be back in the microwave, I reckon, this oh, week. No, no, I don't like <laughs> The first time in five years. <laughs> first time ever for me, mate. <laughs> uh, Saturday nights, we've got Carlton and Geelong at the MCG. This is a, a huge, huge game. This is massive. Big, once again, big implications. Geelong win this. They sit pretty on top of the ladder still, mm. hold their spot there, and you know, you'd know think they'll finish top towards the end of the year. And if Carlton win this, it's a big statement game for them as well, knocking off a great side, a great informed side too. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, either way, I think the winner of this game is going to go away thinking, okay, we, we're a massive chance here at the, at the Premiership. So it's, um, it's huge. And I think even the loser... Yeah, they don't. They probably won't lose too much. Guess depending on on the results. Depends on the results. But yeah, if it's if it's a quality game, it's a tight contest. I think um, regardless, um, you'll probably see these two teams feature at the the back end of the season. But geez, I think I think the Blues can can seriously match the Cats, especially with the tools up forward. I think your forwards can expose them a little bit, and I don't think the Cats are as untouchable as they mm. as they look at the moment. And they've also won seven in a row, so they're they're probably due for a loss. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, I spoke to you about it before we recorded, but like Tigers got within three points of them and mm. then the Tigers did what they did last week. So I mean, you know, if you're looking at that too much, I don't know. But yeah, Geelong, I think are good, obviously, like very good, but they're definitely very beatable as well. And if Carton can expose them up forward, then who knows? I still think the Cats, I think the Cats are just mm. in red hot form at the moment, but it could go either way. But now nah, for me, the Cats. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the Cats as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if we, um, if we get up or give them a serious run, especially at the MCG as well. Uh, also on Saturday night, another big game, Frio and Sydney. The doubleheader, I don't, don't love that. I know, two, probably the two biggest games of the round and they're playing at the same time. I don't know yeah, what the situation is there, but I anyway. we have a floating fixture for a reason. Well, that's what I thought as well, but yeah. Um, they scrapped it for next year because it, clearly it's not working. Well, they so. didn't really, did you say, they haven't scrapped it. Isn't the, it to the, round 15 it's going to be locked? So it's still floating. Kind of. The back end. The back end. Scrap the whole thing. Yeah. Why can't they just lock in all 23 rounds? Who knows? Who knows what the th- thought process is going back there? But anyway, we'll get into the Freo-Sydney <laughs> game. Um, I think the Optus Stadium factor obviously has to come into play here and Freo in some good form, yeah. Fife finding good form. And Sydney have been a little bit inconsistent. Obviously, Very up and down they are. Yeah, like they'll have weeks where you think, geez, they're good, and then other weeks where they lose to Essendon. So, mm. yeah, interesting for me, but I think Freo will get this one done a little bit comfortably. Yeah, yeah I think Freo finding their form again, and yeah, they'll be, uh, they'll be too good here. Sunday, we've got Hawthorne West Coast at the MCG. And face value, you say Hawks, but West Coast have been good. Yeah. Two weeks in a row now, like competitive. Just a dead rubber game though, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of means nothing in the grand scheme of yeah. things, does it? I mean, for West Coast, it'd be a good confidence boost if they can get a win here. And yeah, yeah I, I'm going to go on a limb and tip West Coast Ooh. for this one. Yeah, well, they played well at the G last week against mm. us. And then obviously they played all right against you at home um, yesterday so yeah I'll, I'm going to tip West Coast yeah. here if Hawthorne have an off day which they've been up and down all year they yeah. could, very well could I reckon West Coast could get the job done uh, Hawks for mine especially at the, at the G but I like your bravery got to to be out there a little bit uh, Melbourne Port Adelaide up in Darwin this one Jeez. or is it a Darwin or is it Alice Springs it's up there well Northern Territory let me have a look it's Teo so Northern Territory yeah, that's Darwin, isn't it? I thought potentially maybe Alice Springs, but... No, no, I'm pretty sure Teo's in Darwin. Yeah, Teo's yeah. Darwin. Yeah, so um, I like Teo. I love watching the footy up there. Mm. I'd love to actually go there in person one day. It looks like a great place to sit and watch the footy, especially with the sunset that they get there. It's Alice Springs. Is it Alice Springs? It's a different Teo. Oh, it's a different Teo. I think there's two Teos. Oh, well, that's yeah. confusing, isn't it? So it says Teo Trigia Park. 
in Alice Springs. Oh, well, there you go. We're, uh, yeah, so we're mistaken. Is. Once again, we probably shouldn't have a football yeah. podcast if we don't know what we're talking about, but that's confusing every two Geo stadiums in the Northern Territory. It's confusing. Silly. They yeah. shouldn't have that. Change the name. But anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. I still like watching footy up there. It's still nice. Nice weather. Yeah. But um, I think Melbourne, you've got to, you know, get to give them the credit here and reckon they'll get the job done against Port Adelaide. But this is another one. That Port are one of those teams that could come from nowhere and just slip into the A. And if they can compete and even win a game like this, it's going to be a massive statement going forward. I don't think they will, but it's a big test for them. Absolutely. But... Yeah, D is coming off a loss as well. They're going to want to cement their top four spot. I think I can't see them slipping up here. If they do, then I think the critics will be right back at them. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And probably rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, where's the dip come from? Yeah. You know, so it'll be no. interesting. But yeah, no, I think yeah. Melbourne will get this one. Yeah, D's for me. And the last game of the round, Essendon and Gold Coast at Marvel. This would be a great game well, in form sides. Gold Coast still need to keep their season. It's honestly an elimination final mm. nearly each week for Gold Coast at this point. They're going to just keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. And. I reckon they'll get it done again against Essendon, but Essendon have been in good form as well, so it's going to be a tough one. But I think from what I saw last week, the, the comeback that Gold Coast mounted, mm. um, they've still got that fight. Yeah. And I reckon they're going to want to get the job done and yeah, they're gonna give belief. themselves every chance. Exactly, and the belief is there. So for me, Gold Coast. Yeah, Suns for me as well. And that is round 18. Very exciting. Footy I can't believe we're round 18 the already. end of the season. It's great. We say this every week. I can't believe how far, we, yeah. uh, far <laughs> in we are, but it's nuts. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it keeps going. there. It's crazy. Um, all right, Crimey River. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's dig right in. Now, I think we all thought I'd probably just talk about Richmond losing a forty-point lead, which would be the obvious one. Yes, but try to keep my Crimey Rivers more from a neutral standpoint, and not so Richmond related. So. Going to go with one talking point that's been in the news a little bit this week, and that's the uh, Jack Ginnivan head ducking. Now, personally, I'm not a fan of players ducking their heads. I am a fan of Jack Ginnivan. I like the way he goes about it, you know, his cheeky celebrations and the way he gets stuck into blokes, but I'm not a fan of playing for free kicks in the head duck. However, it's still playing within the rules technically, whether it's good sportsmanship or not is another question, but it's still technically within the rules. And to see a, fi- a fair few free kicks missed on the weekend from Ginnivan, um, ducking his head into a contest, I thought was upsetting. I mean, you can say, oh, the umpires have finally figured him out. But the- at the end of the day, it's a, fr- a free kick's a free kick. Whether it's right or wrong, they've got to pay those free kicks. And, you know, Ginnivan's obviously made it a bit of a you – know, there's a few players have done it, like Selwood and all that. And Penelbury tried it on the weekend as well. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to become more more common. We're going to see it a little bit more now. Now players know they're going to get away with it. But – um. Yeah, I didn't like to see that the umpires weren't paying those just because he's notorious for doing it. Um, end of the day, a free kick's a free kick. Whether it, whether you like it or not, you've got to pay those ones. And they missed a couple on the weekend, I thought. There's yeah. a couple of right decisions to not give the high. There's a couple of wrong ones as well. And yeah, I think you've got to, to realise that, unfortunately, he knows, how to, he knows how to win the free kick and you've got to pay it. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's my crimey river that they sort of missed a few on the weekend. I, I like that they didn't pay it. I thought it was great. Like it was like they were there. There was a couple that were definitely there. I know which one you're talking about, but I know I, I like when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, that's great. They've let that go. I, I like I liked it more for the atmosphere and like the theatrics of it, especially because mm. it was a close game and all the rest and all that. But to not pay it just because you know he's a serial ducker, yes, it's satisfying in one aspect, but the other aspect is as an umpire, you've gotten that decision wrong. Yeah. And I think we've seen a little bit too much of that where the rules have got to be black and white for a reason and you can't pick and choose 
when you do and don't pay those free kicks as much as you know you you want to see these notorious duckers not get away with it um you almost have to let them and that's that's the sad part about it but yeah i think i want to see, i just want to see umpires get as many decisions right as possible and you know seeing them miss a couple really obvious ones like that was a little bit upsetting yeah it's a little it's the letter of the law they're free kicks yes but which i think the the, AF, the rules of the AFL are too up in the air as it is mm. and too up to um, interpretation. So if there's a rule that's pretty black and white, like, you know what I mean? Let's keep it black and white. Yeah. Let's not, yeah, let's not toy with it, which is what I thought they did a little bit on the weekend. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I liked it. Maybe it's a, it's a way to stamp it out, but yeah. We'll, Look, we'll if say. it stamps it out, I'll probably change my opinion on it. Because yeah. I don't, that's the thing. I want to get that clear. I don't like seeing players duck their heads. I think it's cheap. I think, Go, go in hard for the footy and win the ball. Don't, you know, because the tackler ne- hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. If you've dropped your knees and like, yeah, you should, you see Ginevan probably prepare for him to duck his knees, but you know, you can't always do that. You know, inst- instinctively as a tackler, that's not what you're thinking. You're just going straight for the body, try and bring him to ground. And when he ducks his knees like that, there's not much you can do. Yeah. So it's not at fault of the tackler. So I, I don't like seeing it, but the rules are the rules. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll see. We'll, let's see how that goes in the next couple of weeks. Because there'll be it would be talked about a fair bit this week. So. Oh, absolutely. We'll see if they yeah. crack down on it or if yeah. they change the interpretation again. Who knows? It's going to be very, uh, yeah. very intriguing. All right, you want my big call, mate? We've got the sting. We've got the yeah. sting loaded up on the soundboard. Do you want? Do you want to take the honors, mate? You, you've Which gotten used it? to the soundboard now. The light blue on there, mate. Give it, a, give it a crack. Pick the right colour for it because my big call is uh, got to do with that colour. Oh no! According to my mail, my sources. I don't love this. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson will be coaching North Melbourne next season. Ooh, I can Rece- see it happening. Receipt this. I can. Um, what's uh, what time frame are we at? We'll stamp it. <laughs> stamp stamp it. it now. I can see that happening. I can see it happening. North are in a shambles at the moment. Um. And Clark was obviously looking to get back into the industry. A lot of other clubs have kind of secured their coaches. John Noble's, uh, John. David Noble. I always say <laughs> John. Said, you've said that. Because John's such an old man's name. Yeah. You know what I mean? John's such an old man's name. And David but, isn't. Well, David's more of a, you know, <laughs> more of a you know, young guy's name, I feel. Yeah. Um, David Noble's job is certainly not safe. Um, I think the yeah. seven point loss to Collingwood probably gave him an extra week. Definitely gave him an extra week because mm. they look competitive. Yep. But how do you reckon uh, dinner that night went when John Noble pretty much sunk his dad's yeah. career? Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that yeah, I agree with that big call. I reckon there's a good chance. I don't know where you've heard this information from, but I don't mm. mind it. Um, I think I think there'll be further clean out at North as well. With, um, you know, the executives. Bit of an internal review situation. Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be a bit, fair bit of change there um, over the next few weeks or over the off season. So, because yeah, they've been they've been atrocious this season. Something needs to change. But yeah. before we finish up, I want to ask one question about Clarko. Obviously, there's there's a good chance it's going to be a Tasmania team in the fu- near future, yeah. six seven years away. We'll have long it is. Clarko is obviously you know one of the talks to headline that as head coach um, up at the Tasmania team. If you're a club like North, knowing that there's a Tassie team coming in and Clark has got his eyes set on that and your club's almost going to be considered just like a temporary stepping stone to get to Tassie, like just something to do in the meantime, do you want someone like that that might not be 100% invested or do you go, Clarko's competitive, he's won multiple premierships, bring him in regardless? Yeah, I'd, you'd have him in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
You would. I agree. I would too. I just know that it's been talked about a little bit saying, do you want someone that's not entirely committed? Like he's just more, I'll do this in the meantime. Well, North might be that new Tassie team. <laughs> well, there's every <laughs> chance. You see what Mick Moldau said? Yeah. So it should be Gold Coast, North, and who was the other side? St Kilda. Saints, yeah. Gee, St Kilda fans wouldn't like yeah. to hear that. But yeah, no, I I don't think North will be the Tassie team, but I reckon Clarko, yeah, if I was North, I would still be taking Clarko, even yeah. if it's for five, six years. That's still a long time. Yeah, it is. Plenty yeah. of time to rebuild a club. Get them a flag, they'll take it. Oh, 100%. Even just, you know, a fi- becoming a final side yeah. again. So, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, well, that's my big call, and hopefully that, that one comes off. You're going with a lot of future big calls, I've noticed. Does that say you can't be immediately proved wrong? Um, there hopefully just, we forget. There's just not a lot uh, grabbing me for the immediate big calls. So I just oh, thought I'd, I'd do some future ones. No, fair but enough. We don't mind I mean, it. it's not... Nothing's forgotten. This is all recorded, so yeah. we can always go back to it. We're going to start timestamping this, I yeah. reckon, because you seem to forget a lot of things <laughs> that we say in this podcast. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, that is uh, that is us done. That's let's a wrap. wrap. Let's wrap up here. It's uh, It's been good. It's been good to be back in person um, in your Richmond T-shirt. I'm in my work clothes. Um, unorganised. Yeah, uh, very unorganised. Didn't have the run sheet ready till, uh, just before we started. So It shows with the performance you've given tonight, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah we, Speak for myself. A bit there. of fatigue. You've got COVID fatigue. I've, I'm not sure what fatigue I've got. I'm just, uh, I'm just a bit, bit all over the shop at the moment. So. Yeah, a little bit. Probably yeah. those uh, second and third quarters from yesterday's game. Yeah, maybe. That's probably what it was. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll wrap up there and we'll we'll chat next week.